Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Previously on Barefoot Boys, Nagendra Prasad Shorbadikari's Shobha Baja Club grabbed their place in the history books by becoming the first Indian team to beat the British in a football match in the 1892 Trades Cup. How to make Chingri Machal Malai Kari? What you need, prawns or chingri, turmeric powder, cumin seeds, mustard seeds, red chilli powder, cumin powder, ginger paste, coconut milk, salt, sugar, mustard oil, green chilies, garam masala and ghee. How to cook? Recipe from the Oberoi chef Abhijit Ghosh. Blanch the prawns in turmeric water. Heat mustard oil in a pan and add sugar and whole cumin. Add ginger paste, cumin powder, red chilli powder, turmeric powder and sauté. Now add the prawns and slit green chilies and stir-fry for a few minutes. Add the coconut milk and cook for a few more minutes and then add salt. At the end, sprinkle garam masala and ghee on top and serve. Don't worry, your current favourite podcast hasn't suddenly become a food show. Although when talking about Bengal and Mohan Bagan, their passion for football is rivaled only by their passion for food. Bagan's logo may be the stuff of legends. You know, the Paltola Noko, meaning the sailing boat and boatman. I mean, even today, they are known as the Mariners. Like Manchester United are the Red Devils and Arsenal are the Gunners. But the Chingri is the informal symbol of Mohan Bagan. Chingri is a catch-all word for lobster, prawn, shrimp. And Chingri Machir Malai Kari is the quintessential Mohan Bagan victory celebration dish. Especially if they have beaten their arch rivals, East Bengal. The rivalry between these two teams and their fan bases is legendary. While Mohan Bagan fans, the Ghotis, are primarily from West Bengal, fans of East Bengal, the Bangals, hail not surprisingly from the east side of the Padma River, in what is now Bangladesh. The Bangals have their own signature dish, Shoshe Ilish, made with East Bengal's own unofficial mascot, the Hilsa fish. Given these twin Bengali appetites, it's no wonder that the Mohan Bagan East Bengal Derby match is called Ghoti Bangal Derby or the Chingri Hilsa Derby. <laughs> but there was a time before the symbols. No Chingri, no boatmen, no green and maroon, no signs of greatness on the horizon yet. Let me take you to the Marble Palace where Mohan Bagan was born. From Luminary, this is Barefoot Boys. 
a podcast about an Indian football team that went toe-to-toe with the British and against all odds emerged as a national symbol. A symbol that told a country fighting for independence, we can win. I'm Konkona Sen Sharma. palatial double-storied building with arched windows and grand porticos lining the sides. Huge palm trees as tall as the building edged the lawns in a symmetrical fashion. There was a pond or a tank on the right and right in front were the iconic lawns, headlined by two netless goalposts on either side. If those lawns and goalposts were still here and if they could tell a story, they'd most certainly share what happened on August 14, 1889. It begins with Umesh Chandra Mojumdar. His friends fondly called him Dukhiram, but most of the rest of Bengal called him Sir. The Sir of Indian football. As a young boy, Sir was actually more inclined towards cricket, but by the time he hit his teens, he started being noticed in the Calcutta football circuit as the hard-to-beat, sturdy central back. Almost like the wall in a football field, with due respect to Rahul Dravid, though I'm sure he wouldn't mind the comparison. In fact, if history remembers Nagendra Prasad as the father of Indian football, it will surely remember Dukhiram Mojundar as one of its best scouts and coaches. As a teenager, he set up the Dukhiram Mojundar Students' Union to promote football and cricket among young men. And Dukhiram went to great lengths to identify potential players and invite them to become a part of this union. I guess he felt like Nagendra Prasad, that the sports field was even ground for anyone, regardless of their backgrounds. He would cycle miles to distant towns in search of these talents and resort to all sorts of strategies to recruit them. Once, legend has it, Dukhiram was trying to convince a young player called Shuruprasha Chatterjee. He discovered that Shuruprasha's father wasn't giving his son permission to travel to Calcutta to play football. So Dukhiram asked Shuruprasha to lie to his father. Just tell him that you're attending your friend's wedding and then come and play football. (laughs) And it worked. There are stories about how Sir also helped young players in need of money. And in one heartwarmingly special instance, he cycled almost 15 kilometres each day to give drinking water to a young footballer suffering from TB. We don't know much about Sir's family or whether he was wealthy. But he must have been at least wealthy enough to set up his own football union. And we also know that the Dukhiram Mojundar Students' Union practiced their game on the lawns of Mohan Bagan Villa. Now, in early 1889, the Maharaja of Shampukur invited Sir and his union to come play at a big ground in his area. For reasons we haven't been able to pinpoint, Sir went and some of the players from the union went with him. But some players stayed back at Mohan Bagan Villa. So, uh... The play, the native boys, the students, they used to play on that ground. And 
Dukhira Mojumdar had established students union there. This is Devashish Mojumdar, a journalist. So the various young lads used to play there. But later on, uh, due to some problem, Dukhira Mojumdar, as he had separated Adian from student union and moved to the uh, Sampukur area. So the players who used to play there, they did not have any kind of organized club. They used to play there but couldn't take part in any kind of local competition or anywhere because they did not have any club. That's when three prominent families of North Calcutta came together and decided to support the lads of the Mohanbagan Villa. These were the Sens, the Basus and the owners of the Marble Palace, the Mitras. The man who organised these three families and acquired their patronage was Bhupindranath Basu, a lawyer who had been involved with a fledgling organisation called the Indian National Congress, formed just four years earlier in 1885. Members of the Indian National Congress had come together to represent and voice Indian interests to the British government. In 1886, at the Congress Calcutta Convention, the number of Congress delegates had increased from 50 or 60 to 500. And one of those 500 was Bhupen Basu. This is Shantanu Basu, the great-grandson of Bhupen Basu. He had just started practicing law then. Bhupen Basu came from a very humble background, but his elder sister was married to Sova Bazar's royal family. She was the one who brought Bhupen to the palace and ensured that he got an education. Perhaps it was there that he saw these young lads play football? Shantanu Basu seems to think so. So on Bhupen's request, all the royal families came together and decided to create this team. And the name given to this new club was Mohan Bagan. The committee heading Mohan Bagan was quite young when compared to other clubs. When the Mohan Bagan club was founded, Bhupen Basu became the president and was just 28. He himself was in the age of playing football. And the general secretary was Jyotin Basu his nephew. He was just 16 at the time. Official club history records 14th August as the date of Mohan Bagan's founding and Bhupin Basu's house at 14 Balaram Ghosh Street as the place. Obviously, I was curious to know more details about the founding moment. So we got in touch with Parth Basu, Bhupin's great-grand-nephew and Shantanu's cousin. Here's what he wrote in an email. The club was founded in a room in our ancestral house in Shambazar. A suitable playing pitch was organised in the nearby Mohan Bagan Lane, which now faces a cluster of eateries selling biryanis and a derelict-looking movie theatre, Talky Showhouse. The Bhaduri brothers were quite active in the area then. Don't worry, I'll come to the Bhaduri brothers later. Our room, where the first meetings of the club were held, now houses a primary school, if I'm not mistaken. The names of those first 11 players are etched in the books of Mohan Bagan history. Girin Bose, Promotha Chatterjee, Sachin Banerjee, Ram Goswami, Sarath Mitter, Hemnath Sen, Nalin Bose, Upin Ghosh, Monindranath Bose, Manmohan Pandey, Provas Mitter and the captain, Monilal Sen. From the beginning, Bhupin Basu and Priyanath Mitra, one of the founder patrons of Mohan Bagan, wanted the best for the players. Their maroon and green jerseys had been tailored by Messrs Rankin, a famous European-run shop on Old Courthouse Street. And not just uniforms and other cosmetic things, Bhupin Basu's ambition was to apparently elevate Indians up to the level of the British in terms of qualification 
and reputation. And so he started the Calcutta Club. Not a sports club like Bagan. This was a private member's type and only Indian members were allowed. Because the Bengal club started by the British only allowed Brits. Bhupin Basu modelled the Calcutta Club along British norms and traditions with a premium on etiquette, attire and general behaviour. And this preoccupation for prim and proper trickled down to how Bagan operated in those early days. The club officials had very high standards, not just to do with quality of play, but also punctuality, discipline and education. To join the club, each applicant had to produce his guardian's permission. There was a probationary period of six months, then there was the club's programme, a rigorous process in itself meant to build character and mental fortitude. The Bagan officials prescribed a high moral code for the members. Some of the members would later recall how Jyotindranath Basu, the club secretary, would suddenly line up younger members of the club to see how well they were doing in college. One unfortunate youngster was expelled from the club for smoking. How different it would be today. I'm not sure if these methods would be considered acceptable today. And how anti-British were they being by essentially replicating British cultural practices and values? Being presentable is one thing, but these days it would be considered a matter of pride, and rightly so, in my opinion, to speak at post-match press events in your native tongue, accents and all. In 1890, the Mitra sold the Mohan Bagan villa to Bhupen Basu. Attorney Nimai Basu and another individual, whose name I couldn't find, for one and a half lakh rupees. Nimai Basu was an influential citizen of Calcutta at the time, known for his refusal of Europeans as clients. That same year, 1890, the Indian National Congress's annual session was held at Tivoli Park, Calcutta. Due to Bhupin Basu's connections, delegates from other provinces were housed at Mohan Bagan Villa. The session was a grand affair. Tivoli Park had a capacity of 5,200, but there was a point on the first day where there were nearly 8,000 people attending. Here's an excerpt from the report of the British Committee of the INC. It met in a vast hall or pavilion. 250 feet in length by 150 in breadth, erected for the purpose in the Tivoli Gardens, a place of public resort at other times, most kindly lent by the proprietors. A sort of minor Vauxhall, where switchback railways, balloons, swimming bath and other attractions have, from time to time, in the past, rendered it well known to the public. At this time, the Congress was still decades away from raising the demand for independence, Purna Swaraj or even self-rule. In fact, even at the Calcutta session, every attempt was made by the delegates to emphasise the organisation's loyalty to the British. Here, for instance, is what Manmohan Ghosh said about the national movement in his welcome address to the delegates. It is not a movement intended in the slightest degree to embarrass or hamper the government of the country but to assist that government by every means in the great and difficult task in which it is engaged. But that's not to say that the session was just all show. The resolutions that were passed there were very clear. The path the British were taking would not go unchallenged. It was meant to strongly suggest that if the British are here to govern, then they must do so without discrimination. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Congress delegates who were housed at the villa during the session would have been among its last guests. A year after Bhupin Basu and the others bought it, Mohan Bagan Villa was demolished. In its place, a number of smaller houses came up. And if you go there today, you will find two roads passing through the premises of where that palatial building once stood, one that was so intimately connected to Calcutta's political and sporting history. You will also find statues of the immortal Eleven. Devika Bhaduri, great-granddaughter-in-law of Shibdas Bhaduri, the captain of that iconic team, told us that an event takes place there on 29th July every year. Now in Kirti Mitra Lane, you'll come across statues of the immortal 11 that were created under the initiative of our councillor Atin Ghosh. And, uh, and every 29th July there, a small event takes place. And in that event, every year, a journalist, as, as far as I can remember, his name was Jointa Chakraborty. He used to do live commentary of the final match. It was extraordinary. It, it felt like we had been transported to 1911 and we were experiencing the match firsthand. After the villa was demolished, Bagan shifted its home ground to the larger ground owned by the Laha family of Shampukur. You will remember this is the place where we left Dukhiram sir when he left Mohan Bagan villa. By this time, Mohan Bagan had started playing friendly matches with local teams like Shobha Bajar, National Association, Aryan, Kumartuli, Calcutta Medical College and Shippur Engineering College. But success for the fledgling club was hard to come by in those early years. One of the first major tournaments they played was the 1893 Kuchbihar Trophy, only for Indian teams. Bakan's performance was unremarkable and understandably, team morale plummeted. The fact that they were not good enough even in an Indian team's only tournament must have been a bitter pill. That same year, Bagan played their first ever match against a British team, the C Company of the Sussex Regiment. They lost that match too. And they discovered just how wide was the chasm that existed between their level of play and that of a top team. The players of the Sussex Regiment were vastly experienced. They routinely played with other clubs in England. That was the key Bagan club officials figured. Keep building experience, keep playing. 
They had a couple of experienced players in Captain Monilal Sen and Monidas, but all the others were young students who were still picking up the fundamentals of the game. In 1895, the Calcutta Municipal Corporation inaugurated a public area known as Sham Square. Maybe thanks to the good offices of newly appointed Municipal Commissioner Bhupen Basu, Bagan were allotted space there along with the Aryan and Bag Bazaar clubs. But this change of stamping ground didn't have much of an impact on the club's performance. Bagan just wasn't delivering wins. Enter Subedar Major Selendranath Bose. Next time on Barefoot Boys, Bengal is plunged into a period of terrible political darkness, but the sun begins to slowly come up on Mohan Bagan. Barefoot Boys is a luminary original podcast produced by Rainshine Entertainment and you've been listening to me, Konkona Sen Sharma. Gaurav Vaz is our executive producer, Vivek Madan is our director and script supervisor. Our writing team was led by Vivek Madan, Vikram Shah and Archana Nathan who wrote these episodes along with Shankhudeep Sengupta, Nevin Thomas, Arka Bhattacharya and Amar Shyams. We recorded the podcast at Island City Studios with Ashyar Balsara. Sachi Rajadhaksh is our sound designer and audio producer and Ayan Dee mixed and mastered these episodes. Thanks to all our guests and experts for their time and valuable inputs. And a special thank you to Sidin Vadukot for his help getting this podcast off the ground. And most of all, thanks to the Amor Rakadosh, 11 men who did the impossible. Who taught a country to dream and for a brief moment showed us what freedom felt like long before we were free. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 